In this week's episode, myself and Becca share on how no season is ever wasted. So grab your cup of coffee and join us around the table for the one where nothing is wasted. Hey, what is up? Welcome to Coffee and Combos. I'm your host, Becca, and tonight I am joined with none other than my lovely husband, Josh. What is up? Welcome. <laughs> Man, this is exciting. Yeah. We are recording. It's raining out, which yeah. is really cool. Like, nice. I like it. It's like vibey. Yeah, it's, it's vibey. Cozy. And yeah, I love like rain at night mm-hmm. when we go to bed. Mm-hmm. This makes it cozy. It does. It does. It's like the best time to like drink coffee and wrap up in a blanket in your PJs and watch a movie. It's great. Or have and, a conversation. Or have a com- <laughs> Yeah. It's perfect for conversations. Uh, tonight we are drinking. Uh, we're still kind of uh, finishing off some of the coffee that we had um, from last week. So Cuvée Coffee, um, which is uh, really, really good. I think we've tried it every kind of way so far. We've done pour over. <laughs> Um, I did an AeroPress the other day, which um, actually brought out more of the flavors doing the AeroPress. And then I know you've had it on iced coffee and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. I'm telling you, there is such a difference between grinding your coffee and making a fresh cup of coffee every day and just using the pots. It's true. I took our Nespresso to work because I'm like, it's not literally, it's collecting dust sitting over here. So get some use out of it. And so today I was like, oh, you know, I haven't had one forever. I was, I just needed like a mid-afternoon pick-me-up, popped one in, and it smelled great. My office smelled great. I was getting compliments. And then I took a sip and I was like, yep, this is why I don't drink pod coffee. <laughs> and it's expensive. It's like it's $30. So no, wait. It's like $35 for 30 pods. Yeah. Yeah. No, thank you. It's I will... Expensive. Buy like a $12, $15 bag of coffee at Last Us. It tastes great. It's mm-hmm. fresh. Yeah. Um, and for the most part, depending on where you're at, you know, if you go to your local roaster, you're supporting local um, business, which I think is always a big deal. So yeah. definitely Cuvée Coffee. Give them a try. They're based out of Austin, Texas. We're drinking the Emporium, uh, which is kind of like their house blend. It's a medium roast. Really, really solid. Definitely encourage you to go check them out. If you're in the Ocala area, uh, definitely want to swing through Symmetry Coffee and Crepes. They are our go-to. In fact, Ted was just roasting up some new, I believe, El Salvador um, coffee today. So definitely swing through there. And if you haven't tried Buzz and Grind, they're located downtown. Yeah, they're really great too. They serve two coffees in there. Dignity Roasters, which is another Ocala, Florida-based roaster. Um, They're good. You know, decent for just a good morning cup of coffee. But the one that I like that they have is is a roaster called Mountaineer. And they're based out of um, St. Pete and really, really good um, stuff. And definitely they have homemade Pop-Tarts. Now yeah. they have like chai pudding too. So. Yeah, they're killing the game yeah. for sure. And really it's like cool super stuff. adorable. It's almost like a little, it's like a little coffee, almost like a food truck. But yeah. it's like a coffee little yeah, trailer Yeah, it's, it's so interesting. And on so the weekends, cute. like... When the farmers market's going on, I mean that place is hopping. There's and they do tons like of energy. I think they don't they do like beers. I know they do like they do mimosas, craft beers. So, yep. Yeah, I mean it's not just a little coffee shop. But. We tried. It was the blueberry rubos 
mimosa mm-hmm. tea, mm-hmm. which was it was good. It, it was, was good. good. Yeah. yeah, it was good. It's not a little as bit, sweet as yeah, like a it's typical. Your, it's your drier sort yeah. of like spritzer or whatever yeah. you want to call it. But but their teas. I do want to make note of this, um, and I think symmetry is the same, which is really cool. So that's two shops in town. Um, both do loose leaf tea. Mm-hmm. So that's really, and especially um, Buzz and Grind does their chai loose leaf, which a lot of places don't. They'll get like the organ chai or um, the the Starbucks, I forget the um, Tivana, I think it's called, version of chai. And so it comes in like a, like a little like crate kind of deal. And it's just, I mean, it's good. Yeah. But loose leaf is definitely the way to go if you're going to do uh, tea, so. Definitely. So if you are just tuning in to our um, podcast or you've been listening to us for a while, um, if you are not a subscriber, what are you doing? Click that subscribe button so you, don't, <laughs> yeah, so you don't miss any episodes. Um, we upload every Friday um, with new content. And yeah, give us a rating. Leave us some feedback. Let us know what you think. We have an Instagram, Coffee and Combos on there and you can message us uh you can post you can share you can you know anything you want and we're on all of those the podcast streaming um apps so you can find us on google uh itunes yep spotify the whole shebang yep um also, a few months ago, we launched our Patreon, um, so that is up, and if you um, really enjoy listening to us and want to, you know, give or support, you can do, you know, one time, you can do, like, a monthly yep. gift. Um, there are different tiers, and for each tier, we have a little special something for you, and our, and our highest tier is really cool, because um, if you choose to support that, you will get a fresh bag of coffee every month shipped every to you. Month. Um, yes. from Symmetry Coffee and Grapes. So that's really awesome. So um, if you want to give, that's great. Um, if you want to subscribe, click that button um, so that we can be a part of your weekly life. Yes, exciting, <laughs> exciting stuff on the horizon for sure. Um, we're really excited about tonight's topic. Before we dig into it, I, di- I want to shout this out. Um, what a neat opportunity it is. So we actually are going to be featured, I believe, in the September month of 352 preview which is a local publication um, that goes out talking about just different stuff going on in ocala but as well as different creators within ocala so um, one of the editors over there had reached out to me and becca and wanted to feature us and so we kind of did like this uh online interview and uh i'm, I'm really excited uh about that article as soon as it gets released we're gonna um kind of post about it on our instagram and talk about it but Really neat stuff on the horizon, and uh, God God has like blessed this podcast so a ridiculous much. amount. And so tonight's topic um, is going to be a little bit more spiritual. So for those who um, you know maybe you, you don't believe, you're on the fence of belief. I, I just want you. I want to say this: just have an open mind tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, we never want to force our faith on anyone. So if you're not a believer, totally cool. Um, if you're a believer, hopefully you gain some gold out of tonight. Um, and I even think this is for people, you don't you necessarily don't have, to have to be a believer yeah. for tonight's episode, but we're going to incorporate some faith elements um, into tonight. So this idea of nothing is wasted, um, it kind of started 
you know, 2020 kicked off and there was so many people, whether you were a believer or non-believer, they were just like, this is my year. Yeah. 2020 is perfect vision. This is going to be an amazing year. <laughs> I remember hearing all the prophetic words um, from people in the church that, you know, were, were basically saying, this is what God's saying for 2020 is all amazing. And then March hit. Yeah. And the great pandemic known as COVID-19 struck our planet. And here we are in the aftermath and still, it's still going strong here in America. And so, you know, the words and all this stuff that got released, everyone started, uh, especially like believers, I noticed, started saying things like, man, what a wasted year. Yeah. Like so much potential. Like, you know, I remember when I was on staff at, um, at the church, like we had so much momentum and we were growing, stuff was kicking butt. And then it was like the train got thrown off a bridge. Yeah. And now we find ourselves in this really weird place. You know, church attendance is awful across the board. Mm-hmm. Um, businesses are declining. I just read something today uh, with, with specifically Disney. You know, they've lost so much money. And between all four parks, that's two parks in North America, one in Paris and in, in Asia, um, there is still 80% of people have not returned to Disney, meaning only wow. 20% have. Yeah. So, you know, it's affected every aspect of life. And after I had left the church, um, personally, I, I went through kind of a struggle of just feeling like, you know, what did I do? Why did I leave a career of over nine years in ministry? It was my dream job. It was everything I wanted to look for uh, just a regular job in the workforce. And I remember getting plagued with these thoughts of like, man, I wasted so much. I wasted opportunity. I wasted. And it was like the enemy just kept nailing me with these. You basically wasted um, the season. And I even had someone um, in my life at the church, you know, they had made a statement. They're like, you know, I don't think this was the right timing. I think you prematurely ejected yourself off the ship. And I think it was just a waste. And I remember just feeling defeated, feeling like, man, did I make the right decision? I felt um, like, you know, man, I I just, I don't, I don't know, God, did I hear your voice right? And um, this past week, I was, I was just kind of in my feels, if you would. And I was driving to work and I was just like, you know, I have all these friends in ministry right now. I'm seeing everything cool they're doing. And here I am on my way to a nine to five. And I remember the Lord just just like so solidifying in my heart. He said, Josh, I'm not wasting any season. I don't waste seasons. Yeah. Um, I use every season and this isn't a waste. In fact, this is a setup um, for your good. And so this idea started coming to me of like, nothing in our life is wasted. Um, you could have been through the most hell season in your life. Um, you could have been through abuse. You could have been through just depression, anxiety, you name it, sickness. And can I just tell you, like, God is the God where he wastes absolutely nothing. Yeah. You know, I used to tell students this all the time. We'd get students in our youth ministry, and they would be so beat up from whatever the circumstance in their life was. And I would always encourage them with, like, you're not a waste. Yeah. God doesn't make um, things and then just, just say, all right, yeah, waste away. No, no, no. Like God makes you and he turns that mess. He turns that 
that turmoil into something beautiful, into something good. Yeah. And um, a story in the Bible that just um, speaks volumes of, you know, um, not wasting a single thing is the story of um, in John chapter 12, we see that um, that there's this anointing of Jesus. And so um, Mary comes and she has this perfume and not Mary, the mother of Jesus, but Mary uh, Magdalene. And she comes to Jesus and she has this perfume. And, and what like theologians will tell us is this perfume was extremely costly. It was like, like her inheritance. It was, yeah. I mean, like, Think of the most, ex- which I think the most expensive perfume I've ever bought you was like maybe a hundred bucks, which is yeah, a lot of money. It's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. Um, <laughs> so just like scent. think of like, yeah, if your mom and dad or, you know, you had family that gave you a life inheritance, this mm-hmm. is pretty much what she was doing. Yeah. She was pouring out everything she had onto a man who gave her life mm-hmm. finally, who gave her meaning and purpose. And so... Here Mary is, she pours out the perfume and she's wiping the feet of Jesus with her hair. And it's this beautiful moment of worship. And oftentimes when like I've heard messages on this, it's like talking about like this act of worship. But what the Lord like started showing me is like this was an act of like wasting something um, that was precious, that was valuable, and that God actually turned it mm-hmm. for her good but also turned it so that his disciples could see this is what it means when you pour out something valuable, it's never wasted. While breaking barriers, because yeah, in that time, time like barriers. you, you know, women's hair wasn't supposed to be like let down or exposed. And like she completely undid her hair to yeah. like wash, you know, or to like rub it on Jesus's feet. Yeah. And so like barriers were breaking. And then just that, that idea of, you know, women like women in their stance yep. and, you know at yeah that he's time, a high priest she should she not should even never, be close to him yeah and so let alone touching him or at his feet and so um just such an incredible story about nothing yeah nothing being wasted because you know it, it talks about the disciples just being like <gasps> like this like oh yeah, <laughs> yeah judas moment. in this moment by the way the guy who betrays jesus judas iscariot He's like, whoa, 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 what are you doing? Yeah. We could sell that perfume yeah. and feed the poor, which sounds noble, which sounds great. And Jesus just like rebukes him. He says, don't leave this woman alone. Yeah. She's doing something that means more than you know. And what like we read is like the anointing was actually, it was like, so back in that day, they would anoint bodies with perfume and oil after they had passed. Mm-hmm. So it was very symbolic that Jesus was on his way to the cross. She was kind of preparing his body, in a sense, for that moment. But I love it that um, you always have those haters. Yeah. Right? And that's what 2020 is. Like, it's, you know, COVID-19 and um, the, all the stuff going on in politics right now. It's like it's just screaming at us. Like, what a waste of a season. Yeah. What a waste. Like, this season sucks. It's awful. And and I just feel like the Lord just is, like, reminding people, if you're listening right now, what you're going through, what you've been through is not a waste. Yeah. It is a setup for your good so that God can take you to where you need to go. Absolutely. And um, I, there's a couple things that come in mind when I, when I think of like seasons being wasted and really turning that around. I think the first thing to keep in mind is like we got to shift our mindset from uh, poverty to riches. Yeah. Meaning uh, when you think of like wasting something, 
you know, I, I remember um, growing up, my parents, anytime we'd have like a family dinner or just dinner every single night, my dad would always be always be like, you know, you're going to eat everything on your plate. And I remember, of course, you know, as a as a little boy, I was like, I'm not eating my greens, like anything mm-hmm. green. Yuck. Especially mm-hmm. if it was like broccoli. And uh, I just remember him saying like, you know, why are you wasting that? People paid good money for that. And then I would end up like either eating it and complaining the whole time or I'd throw it away. And that analogy has kind of stuck with me through the years because it's like I feel like I feel like oftentimes, especially in today's culture, we waste so much. Oh yeah, you know what I mean like we waste like we'll drink like a bottle of water, boom, there goes waste in the planet. Or um, we just use excess amounts of different things, and a lot of times um, wipes. Yeah, tr- true. <laughs> baby wipes. I will go through a pack of baby wipes quick. Uh. New white for everything. <laughs> yeah, that makes me crazy. <laughs> I'm just like, I don't want to, you know, whatever. Um, Fold it. <laughs> pretty much. Um, so we have to shift our mindset from that poverty of, uh, and what I mean by that is like, I think a lot of times we have a mindset of lack rather than abundance. Yeah. And uh, I always go back to that scripture where, you know, Jesus is talking to his disciples and he's like, listen, you can have anything you ask for clearly within meaning, within context, right? Don't ask for a Lamborghini. Uh, <laughs> you know, like, I, not that I don't think God can do it. I just think there's more important things in our life that we can ask for. And he, and he looks out at his disciples and he says, do the birds like ever wonder where food's going to come from? Yeah. You know, like, do the do, does the grass ever wonder, oh, my gosh, is it going to rain? No. They just grow. Yeah. And I think that's what it, having an abundant mindset means. It's like, yeah, 2020 hasn't been the best, and I could get stuck in poverty, right? There's a lot of people who have lost their jobs. Yeah. There's a lot of people who are going through the struggle right now, and I could get in my feels about that, or I could say... No, I'm going to live in a mindset of abundance. God is my provider. God is the one who sustains me. Uh, he is the one who gives me new life. Do you have anything you want to share on that? Yeah, and I just think that we have to be so careful of that mindset of like when you, when you live in poverty, you discredit all of the blessings that God's given you. Like you always look at it like it's never enough. You know, I watched um, just the other day, funny enough, I watched, you know, The Greatest Showman with Jude. And um, I love that movie. It's like, gosh, it's just incredible music, everything about it. It's just so good. Beats Hamilton, by the way. (laughs) I haven't seen Hamilton, so I can't really. I haven't seen it. Beats it. (laughs) (laughs) We might have to correct that. (laughs) We'll watch it. But, um, you know, it talks about there's the song that the one girl does in it, and it just talks about, like, it's never enough. Like, you mm-hmm. you know, you could have the stars in the sky, you could have this and that, streets of gold, towns, you know, all of these things, but it'll never be enough. And I think that sometimes when you're stuck in that poverty, no matter what you have, the little or the big, you get stuck in the, well, I don't, I don't have this, and, well, I, you know... Oh, I can't do this because I don't, I don't have the money or I can't do this yeah. because I have to pay off this and I can't, you know, you just get stuck in that cycle of feeling like you can't almost experience life, like, yeah. and find creative ways to do things and like be blessed and know like, okay, yeah, Josh and I, we don't have like, you know, buckets of money laying around, but we find the things that are important to us. We invest in them. 
Or we find different ways to like accomplish what we love doing, like on a minimal amount of money or whatever it might be, you know, it doesn't have to just be money, but in general, we try to live a life that, you know, we feel rich and we feel like we're getting all the things that we enjoy and soaking up all the, all of our moments together. Um, But I think it's just that perspective change because we could surely look at what we have now and find something to gripe about. Yeah. Um, But we, choose to look at it and, you know, see all the good, like all yeah. the good that we can do and how we can help others and how we can, you know, just do life together and have fun and provide and, you know, make memories. Yeah. And I just think like it, it, it takes time to build that kind of mindset because yeah. um, for a lot of us, we do come from, especially living in the West America, it's always um, more, more, more rather than being thankful for what you have mm-hmm. and treasuring that. Um, and I think, you know, developing that mindset, there's a lot of things that we could, that's a whole nother episode on, on developing mindsets. Uh, the second thing is, you know, we have to know who we are in the midst of criticism. Mm-hmm. This woman, as she's doing this act of worship and she's wasting uh, something that's valuable, that means everything. Um, for something that's even better, she's getting criticized. Yeah. You know, and I can just imagine in that moment, if she didn't know who she was, she could have easily been swayed by the words of Judas. She could have been like, oh my gosh, what did I just do? You know, it's like that moment where it's like you don't, you're so caught up and you're in, your, in this moment and you're like pouring something out and then you're like, oh crap, crap. And you like try to gather it up. I can imagine like if she didn't know who she was, there would have been that oh crap kind of moment. Yeah, what am I doubt. doing? Yeah. That doubt would have sunk in, that fear, um, that unbelief. And but she knew who she was. Mm-hmm. And she knew what she and was that changed. doing. Right. And I think like when you're when you know who you are, yeah, you might go through a little bit of struggle. Like uh, I'll just speak to to myself. Like um I, I think I'm a person who knows who I am. I know my identity. But I do find myself in uh, find myself in like these moments where I get caught in uh, the kind of the woes and the worries of life, and sometimes the enemy will just put you know thoughts and try to derail me. But I'm grateful because I know who I am. I can hear the voice of the Lord, yeah, and He reminds me in those moments. And so I would just encourage you, like, if you're in that season of like really trying to find yourself and and um, you know trying to really listen and hear. Um, don't rush that part. Yeah. Treasure that season of finding yourself because in finding yourself, I believe that when you go through criticism and and people are maybe questioning you, you'll be able to stand and say, no, I know where I'm going. Mm-hmm. I know who I am. And yeah, it might look like a waste to you. Like I remember um, people like criticizing me when I first got into ministry uh, and even now. I've had people criticize me leaving ministry. It's just so funny. It's like haters on all sides. Mm-hmm. And they're just like, when I first got into ministry, they're like, why would you leave all this money? And then now it's the flip side. They're like, why would you leave doing all this good for people to go work at a job? I'm just like, can the church <laughs> not win. go where I'm going? Like, yeah. Am I not effective? Um, just because like, am I not effective just because I'm not at like a church? No. Yeah. In fact, I think I'm more effective. Yeah. Like to be where the brokenness is. So I just think like criticism kills you and you have to nip it in the bud. And the last Hold one, on, I wanted to speak yeah. on that. Um, so when you were talking about just like identity and, you know, finding yourself, um, I think first of all, I think this is just hard in general for people. Um, 
just because the world screams so much fake that I think it's hard to know. Like, and in the way that it puts it off, it, it seems real. Mm. So it's like having to learn how to discern like what's real and fake. But I think to know who you are, I think it's just a learning, like it's a lifelong process. I don't really think that you ever just like one day say like, oh, I know who I am. Like, yeah, mm. there are definitely principles that stand. Like, I know that God created me. I know that like my identity is in him. I know what he says about me. Like, I know like those truths, but continuing to like learn who I am fully in Jesus is a lifelong pursuit. It's just like, you know, gosh, I, you know, I feel like I know everything about Josh, but every single day I find myself learning something new about him, mm. but that doesn't mean I don't know him. Um, and so I think that's kind of how it is with even us learning ourselves. And, um, you know, same with God, like God's so good. And I know all of these truths. I know who God is. But every day I learn more about God. I learn yeah. more about his grace. I learn more about his love, his patience, his goodness. Um, all of those things you continue to learn about. And I think that we learn that about ourselves as well. Um, in different seasons, we tap into different pieces, um, like almost like puzzle pieces of like what our purpose is. And so wow. you begin to like, you begin to learn more about yourself and you're like, wow, okay, like okay, this is like who I am in this season. And that's, this is awesome. And the Lord starts showing you different things about who you are and continues to build you up. And then you tap into another season where you have to be this. And it's not necessarily like a work in the sense of like, oh, I'm, I'm a mom in this season. And so I take care of things and I support and I do this and I do that. Now I'm, you know, I'm a, a brother in this season or a wife in this season. It's not like that. It's just like, tapping into who you are and your purpose in that season at that moment. And I just think that's an ever changing thing. Like, I don't think I'm always, I'm ever going to fully know who I am until I experience things. I can stand on the, the firm principles of who God says I am. Yeah. But I think that I continue to develop and learn more about myself and step into my identity like each day, each season. That's good. I just want to say that. Oh, so that man, that's, wisdom y'all just wisdom she's she's got the wisdom um last one is just because it sucks does not mean it's wasted and so i think good. like um you know in this story we don't we don't read and it doesn't really say if mary was like this sucks i'm giving up my life inheritance it doesn't really say that so i'm just kind of i'm not going to add words there but i can say there's been parts in my life and i'm sure becca could even say where it's like this sucks Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it sucks like going on social media platforms and seeing friends, you know, in ministry and I'm like cheering them on and I'm so grateful like where God's placed them. But there's part of me that like misses that so much. And so it's, yeah, it sucks seeing it, but it's like, that doesn't mean this season's wasted that I'm in. Yeah, It just means that God's doing something different. And I think when we have that kind of mindset, we can go into the most difficult season in our life realizing, okay, yeah, everyone's saying it's a wasted season. I should just give up and go home. And then God's right there to slowly and, and just quietly remind us, no, 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 I've got you. Yeah. This isn't a waste. Yeah. It's a setup for your good. And uh, for those who are listening and you're in the struggle right now, listen, I, I, know, I can feel that pain. I can feel um, that, that emotion that you're going through. And can I just say, like, stay the course. 
stay and the course because like, this prove is what haters wrong. Yeah, this is like, gonna like let be, this be your turnaround season, not your wasted season. This is gonna be something that defines you, and that like when you're sixty or seventy or eighty years old, you can look back and tell like your grandkids, like, hey, guess what? Everyone told me to quit in the season, but I, did. I didn't. Yeah, I stayed the course, and um, that's a perseverance mindset. And I realize like that's hard to obtain, and it's hard to like really drive after. And so. I think a big key to everything we talk on uh, tonight is having those people in your life who can speak truth even when it hurts. Yeah. And can continuously point you in the right direction, not just be like, you know, those yes mans who are like, yep, you're right. You should yeah. listen to culture. Give up. The season sucks. You know, I heard someone the other day, they're like, oh, I just can't wait for 2021. I'm just like, why? Which probably You're still wasting be so much. Like there's still a, like a half year left. Yeah. Like there's so much to live for. There's so much to do. And it's like, yeah, is is the season not fun? Like is wearing a face mask fun? No, it sucks. I hate it. I have to wear one every day. But am I just going to allow that to like ruin the rest yeah. of 2020? No, I'm just going to say, you know what? I'm going to embrace it. Is going to Disney right now like kind of sucky? Kind of, but it's better than no Disney. So I just like, it's a mindset thing. Yeah. And if we could correct that, I think it would change a lot. Yeah. And I think some of it even comes to like setting yourself up for success. And so if you know, like in the season that you're in, that social media is going to drag you down, that hanging out with a certain people at this time is going to drag you down because they don't build you up. If whatever it might be talking to this person or texting this person or going to this place, like any of those, if it continues to tear down and pull you away from the course that God set you on, like put an end to it for a season. Yeah. Say, Hey, it's, you know what? I'm going to take some time or I'm going to, I'm going to tap off of, you know, social media for a bit. I'm going to create some healthy boundaries so that I can get my mindset straight. That way I feel like I can be successful in whatever season I'm in. And so, you know, allowing yourself some space, um, you know, everyone throws around just like that self care. Um, and, and I agree with that, you know, to a point of like having healthy boundaries and, giving yourself a rest from just the constant negativity that's yeah. being thrown out. Um, be that positive light. You know, I watched, um, I watched a video today actually, and it was talking about this guy. He, um, he went to jail and, you know, growing up, his mom was, um, well, growing up, his mom was blind and they lived you know, they lived in the hood. That's what, you know, that's what he said. They, you know, they lived in the hood. They lived in a hard area. And, um, his teachers basically said, you know, after he got out of elementary school or middle school, you know, he told their, he, they told his mom, like, you should just have him drop out. Like he's wow. not even worth like, going to high school at this point. Wow. And, and they're like, we can't like legally tell him like he can't be a part, but like you should make the call basically. And so the mom was just like, no, like I'm not going to do that. And so, you know, this guy, because that's what he heard, he felt like he was a failure. He felt like he wasn't smart or couldn't do anything. So he kept getting himself in trouble and kept getting changed in schools and kept doing all these things and, and, and almost putting himself in that mindset of, well, what, what's, What's it worth? It's just a right. waste. And so he kept living this life, got himself in trouble, got put in jail. 
in prison was the first time that anyone told him that he was smart. Wow. That he, like, actually was good at something. And he got, I guess, you know, that in prison they have jobs. And so he um, he got fired from this one job. And then they moved him into the kitchen. And that was where he ended up finding out that he actually loved cooking. Wow. And he so he started to, like, develop culinary skills and all of these different things. And then when he got out, um, you know, of jail, he he... he went on to actually live out his dream. Like he decided that nothing was wasted in prison. Even though he was in prison, he didn't waste that time. He continued to like set after something that was important to him and his goals. And then he became one of like literally the top, one of the top, you know, celebrity chefs. And that was not something he ever dreamed of. But what he could have done was he could have looked at his life and said, well, it's just a waste. Mm. Like, he would never have gotten to where he was or put in that time and effort. And so, and he was like a millionaire by the time he was 19 because he was selling drugs, you know. And that was when he got caught. But, and you know, and then someone said to him, if you just, you were 19, had this much money. If you just took the bad and replaced it with something good. You'd be unstoppable. Mm. And it's like those things, those are the kinds of people you need to set yourself around that that build you up, that want you to succeed, that want you to see that every season that you walk through is worth it, that it's always going to help grow you in whatever way you need to, to continue to reach your goal and be the person that you're created to be. It's so good. Wow. What wisdom. Well, thank you so much for joining us on uh, today's episode. We we pray that, man, you, you got some wisdom out of this. They encouraged you. Um, definitely, like Becca said at the start, if you're new to this podcast, give it a like. Leave us a rating on iTunes um, and definitely follow. Every single Friday, we drop a new one. And so thank you so much for joining us around the table. And we will see you next Friday. See you next Friday.